Let's get straight into it then for our form preview. We've got Brodie Nixon back on the line with Brad Gray and Andrew Hurley. Firstly, Brodie, good morning again. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning, Brad, Hurls, and everyone tuning in. Brad Gray, good morning to you. How did you find uh, Ramwick today? Pretty tough card, or are you keen? Yeah, good morning, guys. Good morning, listeners. Oh, I think there's still a few little edges left there. Pretty competitive day's racing. It gets a little bit harder as the meeting wears on, but there's a few variables today. Uh, so we've got 40 to 50k wins, potentially, there at Randwick today, and that gets stronger into the afternoon. Then you throw into the mix a bit of an unusual rail uh, in, in the nine-metre position there from the winning post of the 1,007 metres to, to the remainder. So when I looked at uh, the information that I've got that I keep the records of, mixed history there, but that's more so when it's wet. I do find that when it's dry, it does play pretty fair. So I think we play with a pretty straight bat to start the meeting and just monitor things as we go along. Hurls is with us. How are you, Hurls? Yeah, very well, thanks, mate. Um, yeah, pretty much what Brad said is, uh, is pretty much the way the punters are playing it. Uh, a couple of couple of shorties, but uh, very wide other races, and you only need to back probably one or two winners, and he should finish in front, hopefully, today. Alright, let's get straight into it then. Race number one uh, is a two-year-old race, 1,100 metres. This one knocked about by scratchings. We're only left with four, he hurls. Yeah, so uh, Cathedral Cove, four by five, Starmate, four by four, two by three, Reign of Nine, and Desperately, two by one. Leaves us with epic proportions. Well, they've got into it already. $2 all the way into 180 now, and that's in the last half hour. 234 Cigar Flick, Misty Legend, $5 to $6, and 51 for Missile Defence. So epic proportions, very popular in the over. Yeah, I think... Fair enough. Uh, looks to get a degree of control out in top, I guess you could say, in just this small field. So he was obviously dynamic there on debut, leading all the way. Nothing will change here. Cigar flick. There will be some intent there because they'll also be aware that Epic Proportions is the danger, I imagine. She sits outside the lead. And then you've got Mif- Missile Defence, the debutant, and Misty Legend probably sees them all. But, yeah, tactical little battle here, just a field of four, Brody. Yeah, best bet of the day for my nice and early cigar flick. Looking to land the cash in the opening event. I think this two-year-old filly by Churchill, her trials this leading into this campaign have been really, really strong. Two, one, three, and five, the special for me, cigar flick. As mentioned, her trials this campaign have been nice. That trial during the week was just a soft little hit out behind end cap, but I really like the piece of work in between Fickle and also Lady King, who I really like going to Newcastle this afternoon. You look back the last preparation, she was good sitting outside the lead at Canterbury when winning on wet ground. Looks like she'll sit outside the lead here and get every opportunity by Jason Collett. You look back to that Witten stud, or the Witten stakes run behind learning to fly. She was flushed out early from the back of the field, forced to sustain a really long run. She looked the winner with about 200 metres to go before a run did come to an end, and then she drew the car park down in the Blue Don Prelude at Sandown. I think she's going to be mighty hard to beat, and I'm really, really keen on her. And good to see the market dived in early, because that $3.90 in early markets, I know we've had about 12 cent deductions, but that was crazy over the odds. Every proportions, as the market suggests, is the key danger. Good form lines coming through its last start when it did win, all, leading all the way at Canterbury, led it to strong speed and kept on running. Zoo Prince ran second. Frank the form last week at Warwick Farm, albeit. That race has gone quite poorly. I'm quite keen to take on those four mines in epic proportions, albeit draws gate number one. I'm really keen to take it on with Cigarflick. I still think that Cigarflick does deserve to be favourite. Misty Legend, best of the rest, $6. How does a Newcastle 900-metre maiden line up with these two that do look potential black-type gallopers in the top line of the betting? It comes after that dominant win at Newcastle. It was heavily back that day, but 
before that, I thought its form lines are fairly well exposed, and I think this is a huge step up. And this old offence, I think the quote tells the story. Two, one, three, five. Best bet of the day early for me, Brad. Yeah, same numbers for me, and I'm also very keen on the chances of Cigar Flick. So on what she did in her first campaign, uh, you think she's better than a winter-class filler. You're looking at form around the top-tier two-year-olds, names that jump off the page, learning to fly for Seal. Uh, she was an impressive winner on debut, and what sticks in the back of my mind is how gushing James McDonald was after that debut win in his appraisal of this filly. So I think she finds a very winnable race here in just a field of four uh, to resume a winner. One, epic proportions. No knock on what he did there uh, at his first start. That was at Canterbury where he ripped along in the early and the middle stages, simply proved too fast. And the form through that race has been franked. It has already produced two subsequent winners that race and a place getter. So 1,100 metres. Catch me if you can. Three, Misty Legend justified being sent around. A dollar forty quote there at Newcastle first up. Now the place getters have been well beaten at Scone and Tari since so there is a query in terms of the depth of that race but you can only beat what's in front of you he did it comprehensively and he did run sharp enough time and five missile defence uh, we'll just have a look at him today he might be better as he gets out over further but on debut you never really know 2-1-3-5 and five. Darren Flindell rounds out the trifecta with Cigar Flick on top race one Two, one, three, and five are his numbers. Race number two is the Furphy handicap for the three-year-olds at benchmark 72 level hurls the resonator comes out, it'll go around in a later race, uh, but the significant deduction there, 25 by 16 and gently rolled 4 by 4. Gives us a token capitalist, 6 to 650, 8.50 to 9.50, little beginnings. Step aside, 6.50 to 7. Our favourite, West of Africa, 3.70, 3.80, now into 3.20. Bat out of hell, $5 hasn't budged. Noble Conqueror, 6 to 6.50, and Terramatta, Seven fifty to seven dollars. So West of Africa, our favourite, three seventy to three twenty already this morning. Yeah, this shapes to be another battle of tactics here. I think Little Beginnings has no choice but to be positive from the gate, settle outside the lead there. Last start, that was in midweek company. Had to do a bit of work to get there. Maybe won't have to do as much to get there here. Token Capitalist won't be too far away. He'll be fitter for that run last time out. And Terramata is a pretty versatile filly. I think she spears forward and settles in the first three. Five, seven, six, and two. I'm really keen on West of Africa and Hurls mentioned this money has been really diving in this morning. It's now in a three dollars twenty as I'll have a look at the screen. Just continues to firm. Last run behind overriding at Randwick was really unlucky. Trial fairly before that. You look back to last preparation, ran really well behind Soothsayer, especially third up over the mile, was heavily back to defeat that galloper. Uh Durman was defeated two lengths in a very slowly run race, wasn't suited at all before stepping back over the 1,300 metres of the Gold Coast. I think the 1,300, 1,400 might be this Colt's best trip. As mentioned, first up behind overriding, had absolutely no luck. There's a fair case to be made. He should have figured in the finish. And when most of these runners come through that form line, he's really easy to find. He no doubt strips a bit fitter fitness-wise, gets to Randwick, which should, should suit, and should find drying ground, which will really will really suit this horse. Zach Lloyd takes one and a half kilos off him from gate number three. He should get every chance. Now, horse in for second is old mate Noble Conqueror. I, I struggle to put him in the numbers, but I just have to. 550 out of $6. The market's going to tell the story late. This horse was going to be a superstar early on. He won really well as a two-year-old. Looked to be the Golden Rose horse. Couldn't find his best form, but I think there's a fair case to be made. He hasn't really had the setup to run well. In the one soft trial before resuming over 1,400 metres last campaign, was held up, had little luck then before he stepped back in trip on soft ground at Warwick Farm, stepping back to the 1,200 metres, was held up throughout before savaging the line and then ended a prep run over the 1,100 metres behind hypothetical 
which was a forgive. He's trialled really well twice, and more importantly, over the 900 and the 1,040 metres. If he doesn't perform today, I'm officially going to put the red line through him. The six I have in for second, bat out of hell. I think this is D-Day for him in regards to his preparation. Would love to have found him in a weaker race or in midweek, but he's going really well. Made good ground behind Resonator last week, and the two best of the rest, token capitalists, will roll forward and dominate the race. But it's all about West of Africa for me, Brad. Five, seven, six, and two. Yeah, if we're going down today, we're going down together in the early stages. Five, seven, six, and three. Keen on his chances as well. It doesn't seem like we're on our own. Uh, plenty of punter confidence there. He had no luck first up uh, through that overriding race. That does look the logical form reference for this. You go back to last campaign, and I do like that form reference through Soothsayer in Queensland. So I think it's going to be hard to hold out. you just love to see him use the barrier and park up midfield. And if he can get midfield, I think he'll be close enough. It'll certainly be good enough. Uh, if he's close enough there, and I think he will be. Seven, Noble Conqueror. I've also got him in the numbers. He's got to earn the trust of the punters after being disappointing for the last 10 months or so, but there is a talented racehorse in there somewhere. Uh, what stood out to me in his two trials back this time in Touchwood is that he jumped on terms. That has been an issue that has plagued him throughout his career. So that's a, head, that's a start, as long as he's not giving away uh, what two or three lengths as soon as they, they kick there. But six, Bat of Hell. A bit of intent to be read into the setup today. On the quick backup, uh, Blinkers again. He did clock the fastest... Last 200 metres uh, in the race went fourth behind Resonator last start. That was a race that was just dominated from in front and three little beginnings. He's, well, he's moving through the grades pretty quickly, uh, but he keeps raising the bar that every every time Chris Lee's just moves him that little bit forward, uh, he, he seems, seems to jump. So it was only three starts ago he won a class one at Gunnadar, and all of a sudden here he is, and I think he's hard enough to beat uh, in a race where he, he might get control from in front 1,400 metres. Five, seven, six, and three. And Darren Flindell's going with the six on top, bat out of hill six, seven, five, and four. His selections in race two at Randwick. Race number three, the Tab Highway. And take note that Baradas has just come out as a late scratching at seven minutes past eight due to transport difficulties. So in the last oh, 15 minutes or so, Hurls, have they, have they put that scratching in yet in deductions? Yeah, uh, boys, straight on to that, Baradas, uh, six by six. It was pretty popular prior to uh, that scratchings. And probably a good thing if people who are on Twitter that they do follow the Racing New South Wales stewards because all the info, scratchings, late scratchings, change of tactics, etc., is all there. So it's good info. Uh, Danny Gow competition, Alderson, Sacred Delago all come out, but zero deduction. All right, Barandana's our favourite. $4 into three forty. It had meant with support even prior to that scratching. It went up eight fifty. It was well backed right throughout the week. Miracle Days forty one to fifty one. Swift Charm ten dollars to nine dollars. Salute again, eight dollars and solid. Ditto chase my crown, eight fifty to nine, back to eight dollars. Ten dollars cav up. Uh, vilified sixty one into thirty four. Uh, Binkow's been easy all week, went up 20, $12, it's now 23 uh, 61 Shafty, Dupride Star, 26 uh, Miss Thatcher, $6 into five fifty. Lipstick Lil, 51 Aljamine, 9 50 Got to 10 it's back to nine fifty. So, yeah, it's been popular right throughout the week at Burundana for Jason Collard, who's dead set low flying. Yeah, he certainly is. Maybe the connections should have called you, Hurls, to get Baradas there on time. With your lead foot, would have been no well, problem. We would have had three <laughs> hours to spare. Well, sheet at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> could, have, could have taken that up for sure. Well, next time, they can keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, so there's good pressure here. Uh, obviously, highways, 1,400 metres, you'd expect... Uh, pressure, they're very rarely uh, slowly run these highways. So you've got Swift Charm, Blinkers first time, comes across from the gate. Miss Thatcher did lead a highway last time out, but I think they might be inclined 
to at least try and take a trail uh, in this setup. Dupride Star punches up to hold a position, and then there's a decision to be made there with Chase My Crown from a wide gate, but she's a, a very fit mare at this stage of her campaign, Brody. Two, twelve, four, and five. Well done to the Sharpies that picked up the early quote for Burren Dana. Jason Collett goes aboard, as mentioned there, and it's been very well backed. I missed the price. Three dollars forty, I think still is a fair price to take. And what really pushed me to this horse, six dollars fifty it started behind. I've been trying. That was a goldman in one of the country qualifiers defended two and a half lengths. I've been trying was airborne at the time and went on to win a couple more times, including midweek Metro Company. This horse was really good from the back of the field, drawn wide and gate 11 last start, fresh over the 1,400 metres at Ramwick. And when horses do step up over the 1,400 metres first up, they really thrive second and third up into the campaign. And I'm really keen on this horse. Down a kilo and a half as well. Gets Jason Collin aboard. And as the boys mentioned, he's riding really, really well at the moment. Barandana's going to be awfully hard to beat. I wonder what the market will do late. It's really been well found. If the money continues to roll in, I'll be even more confident, but I wouldn't be surprised if he just does get out late following that early support. The 12 in for second, Miss Thatcher. Now, I've got to back up with this horse. I was keen on it last start at Reamwick. It led, went quite fast up in front under Amy McLucas. I think third up into the campaign, should run its best race of its preparation and maybe its career this afternoon. Does roll forward again from gate number five. And the daughter church will get Zach Lloyd aboard. Interested to see where the market does find it from the low gate. As mentioned, a lot of pressure often in these highways. Swift Charm was a very, very tough watch last start. Got held up on the fence, didn't get out till late, and zipped home to narrowly miss Cliff House. Drawn the car parking gate number 14, but he's a big galloper. I don't mind that for him. He'll get towards the centre of the track and hit the line strongly and salute again the best of the rest. And I just want to speak up very quickly, cover up. It's Adam Hieronymus, who's absolutely airborne of late. $10, it's a fair shout. And it comes through a race behind Chairman at Ipswich. I couldn't quite get him on my numbers, but I certainly would have him in any early quaddies or any numbers for exotics as well. 2, 12, 4 and 5. Barandana on top for me, second up. Yeah, two, three, seven, and five. Not too much more to add. Uh, it was the real eye catcher, wasn't it? Their last start, and what looks the logical form reference for this a highway. Uh, it was the one that really savaged the line. So you go back to last campaign. Uh, I like those form references through the the likes of Bianco Villana through I've been trying. So he gets his chance to balance up somewhere midfield and ruddle home over the top three. Miracle day. If you're having a trifecta or a first four, uh, I think you'd be doing well to include this horse. So. Did lose his way there. He was a, a bit of a talent. He was trained by Chris Lees. Now finds a new home at Dubbo. Three runs for Dalan. That makes him eligible for highways. And he hasn't a lot go right in his three runs for the new stable. So a little freshen up since. Won a trial at Mudgy. And at $51, yeah, I can see a little edge in that price. Seven, cover up. Uh, I think she's a filly going through the grades quite nicely at the moment. Needed that confidence-boosting win. Got the maiden out of the way. Ipswich backed that up with a good win there in Class 2 company. And then was deep-ended against the field of group-performed fillies uh, where she wasn't beaten for by the likes of Mumbai Jewel. That reads well for this. And five, salute again. Reluctant to overlook the obvious. I know he had a lot fall into his, his favour there last start. And it looks a little bit trickier here from the gate. However, uh, he was a good winner and he's still lightly raced, I guess, to some extent. Two, three, seven, and five. Yeah, Darren Flindell likes number two. Burundana on top two, 12, five, and six in race number three. Race four is the midway. And this one over 1,200 this week. Hurls, what have we got as favourite? Yeah, we've got $3.50 for Diamond Diesel. Just looking at the scratchings here. Luna Rocks, two set the win. Zero and two the place, three wise men and Kapawati, uh, zero. 
So at the top, we've got Oxford Tycoon. It's an $18 chance. 17 to 19, Lancaster Bomber. Crosscheck, 14 to 13. Nosy Parker, 850 to 950. Diamond Diesel, 440 to 350. Star Mission uh, is a $19 chance. 8 to 9, twice as special. Amathuba, uh, now it was well backed earlier in the week. Went up $26. It's $12 this morning. Invincible Kiss, 34. Star Impact, 850 to 9. Super Bright, 5 to 5.50, back to 5. And damaged, uh, scratch from Newcastle to go around here. It's a, a $34 chance. Uh, well, there's a few with uh, some convictions here. I mean, Diamond Diesel's been racing very, very well, but just hasn't been able to get break through. Uh, but it is our favourite at $3.50. Yeah, that's been the story of his campaign, isn't it? Racing well without just finding that extra length that's required to, to knock one of these off. But he is the starting point in the race. He has to be. And I think he can take advantage of a lack of speed here on paper. He's also a versatile horse. So Kawahati coming out and Lunar Rocks coming out, which I guess is no great surprise given that Lunar Rocks didn't have a jockey in Kawahati. Uh, was a dual acceptor, albeit not running in either race, but there's no real designated leader here. So does that leave Star Impact, uh, who was a default leader last time out, potentially in front? Diamond Diesel, as I say, can be forward. Maybe even Invincible Kiss can punch up. But otherwise, a lot of horses here, Brody, that like to find their feet. Yeah, there are a lot. That's the worry for me because I'm keen on twice as special. 7, 5, 13 and 9. This horse was sensational last start at Randwick, was Held up, held up, held up throughout and savaged the line to narrow Broken Arrows who looked a dollar one to win the photo, Broken Arrows, but twice as special got its nose down and the bear won fresh. 42 starts, four wins, 10 minor placings. We know there's not too, not much improvement to come, but in regards to that win last start, I think a replication of that up to 1,200 metres will be really hard to beat. You look back to last preparation, she's got form around the likes of Nikki Spling and I know Pungo didn't go on with it, but that horse looked to have a bit of a future and ran third behind Bakari, behind Bakari, Kare, defeated length and a half at Ream. We go the 1,100 metres last campaign. She does have tactical speed if she wants. I wouldn't be surprised if they roll the dice, but off that last start win, I'm expecting them just to take their medicine, settle back towards the rear of the field, and try to come with one strong run at the end. Diamond Diesel, the map really worries me for this horse in regards to taking it on because... It led last start when defeated by So Good, So Cool, and those four boys just continued to get franked. Before that was wide, no cover throughout at Rose Hill and kicked back to run second behind Sweet Mercy. This horse, you'd love to own him. He's a picture of consistency. You know he's going to run well, and he's the one they have to catch. In for third, I do have the 13. That is super bright. Horse is going okay. Bailey Wheeler, best of your luck to the young Queensland apprentice. Makes his way down to Randwick this weekend. This horse was good behind twice as special. Gate number one is a big query for it. And the tab number four, nine, Invincible Kiss, best of the rest at a big quote. But seven, five, thirteen, and nine, Diamond Diesel might be very hard to catch, Brad. You have gone 11, 5, 4 and 7, so I'm going to throw Star Impact uh, into the mix here. Terrific form at the moment, this four-year-old mare. She was only beaten two lengths by overriding at Newcastle. Backed that up with a good win there at Wyong, and they ran second to Alessandra at the midweeks after leading. So maybe a little knock 1,200 metres, might be, be looking for 1,400 metres, but given the, the likely makeup of this race and where she's going to find herself... I think she's hard enough to beat. And at the each way quote, I'm in her corner. Five, Diamond Diesel. Uh, we spoke about him when we're going through the speed map. Blinkers, first time. He has to be the starting point in this race because he doesn't have to find much more on what he's done uh, all campaign to be knocking one of these off. Four, Nosy Parker. I found him the hardest horse to line up in this because he was simply too bad to be true at Randwick last start. I'm not sure what happened there. He didn't fire a shot. I'm inclined to forgive him one bad run. 
given what he did in his three runs prior, uh, where he was really savaging the line and winning and winning well, he did start hard in the market. So I don't want to be too dismissive on the back of one failure and seven twice as special. She needs a, a few things to fall into place given where she finds herself in the run here, but uh, nothing was stopping her there last uh, She really flooded home at the finish, and a repeat of that finds her hard to hold out. 11-5, 4-7. Darren Flindellin, race number four, going with 13 super bright from 5, 7, and 11. 13, 5, 7, and 11 from Darren in race four. Race five is benchmark 78 here, 1,400 metres. This resonator is going to be pretty popular, I think, Hurls. Yeah, it's probably justifiable too. Excel Man comes out to zero deductions. Battleton up the top, 650 to 7, 460 to 5, Excel this. Resonator, 290 now, 260 this morning. Turbo, 13 to 16. Uh, we've got Knight, $51, 41 Cruel Summer. Agenda, 23 to 26. From the bush, went up $23 earlier in the week. It's now $15 chance. Wine Glass Babe, 850 and 8 into 650 for Mirror View. Tell you what, fellas, Battleton. Uh, gee, tell you what, it's putting the food on the boogies' tables. They uh, kept it pretty solid again today, but uh, it's not an overly hard race, I guess. But uh, resonated the favourite. 290 to 260, and Mirror View's pretty popular at that 650, and again, at a price from the bushes met with support. Well, he's hard to knock Resonator because, dare I suggest, he gets complete control again. It couldn't be a rinse and repeat of just seven days ago. The same scenario there where he just led all the way. Exilatus can punch up. I imagine plan A is just to follow Resonator everywhere he goes in the straight, peel off his back and get your chance late. And Knight, second up, uh, he'll spear forward and keep Resonator company at least in the early stages, Brody. Three, two, one, eleven. That speed map tells it all for me with Resonator. I did the form and I was kind of keen to take him on early. Did the form, went back to the speed map, and I thought, you just have to be with the favourite here. He's been heavily supported, as Hurls mentioned. I wonder if the money's going to continue to come, because dominates the race from the front, steps back to 1,400 metres deep into a campaign, so he's going to be very, very hard to catch, and there's not really too much to add following that last start win, defeating Grisilla Styler just seven days ago at Rose Hill. The one query is Randwick. Hasn't won at the track, but you look back to its run second up last preparation behind Yasino. And Gaza Blanca ran second, a bit of a boom horse at the time, and a replication of that will be very, very hard to beat. Exolitus in for second. I have absolutely no idea how this horse didn't win last start. It clearly headed Stonecoat to my eyes before Stonecoat did kick back to win. Gay Waterhouse and Adrian bought their horses and never beaten, are they, in those finishes? But it was really good last start. Does have to carry the 60 kilograms once again, but that isn't a thing that this horse isn't used to. He's carried no less than 60 throughout this campaign and 59 in its last seven runs as well. He should just talk the favourite. should get every chance if it does peel off its back. I think he's going to run the best race of his campaign this afternoon. Battleton is Battleton, as Hell's mentioned. There's not really too much to add to this horse. Would love to see him head up to Queensland or something up there, knock off a race at Eagle Farm. And Mirror View, bit of support this morning. I thought it might have been the map horse as well to stalk these leaders. Was a really good winner, defeating the very smart Vienna Princess two runs ago. Was only fair last night, but does get back to Ramwick, which was the scene of her crime following that nice win two runs ago. Three, two, one, and eleven. Yeah, the market has this race pretty well cornered, doesn't it? Three, two, eleven, one. So similar numbers for me. Resonator on top. I don't think he has to improve much, or if any, on what he did just seven days ago. So back to fourteen hundred metres. That holds no fears. Maybe even a little plus. So this is a benchmark seventy-eight. Last week was a benchmark seventy-two, but. 
rivals-wise, uh, I think there's pretty much similar depth. So the form around him looks okay. Uh, he did fight out the finish with Samana there two starts ago. We saw what she did subsequently. So a hard-fit Waterhouse bot train gelding on the backup in winning form and could dictate when you're taking $2.60. That's not a bad scenario. Two, Exiladis. Uh, did note that David Fiverr just tinkered with the gear after last start. Visor first time, Winkers off first time. So as Brody touched on, looks certain to go past Stonecoat a fortnight ago. Had to settle for second, but in the context of what he faces here, uh, this is no harder, and I did like the fact that there was nearly two lengths back to third. He continues to race well. Exiladis, 11, Mirror View. Maps to get the run of the race. Probably hoping that there was going to be a little bit of juice in the track for her. I think she likes getting her toe in the ground, but her form reads okay for this. Fourth up, uh, she's fit, and, and that map looks significant. And one, Battleton. He faces a bit of a tricky draw. He'll have to go back, find cover, uh, but he will be finding the line. 3-2-11-1. And Darren Flindell rounds out the trifecta for Resonator. Race 5, number 3 on top, Resonator to beat 2-1-10. and 10. Race number 6 on the card, a benchmark 78 here, 12, uh, 2,000 metres. We'll need a bit of help with this lot, Hurls. Very open, the market. Yeah, it is. It has been pretty much since the opening whistle as far as the uh, market is concerned. Now, deductions here, Aristonis 12 by 11, 0 for Stepley, Calmer Zone, Shadow Park and Darlington County. Up the top, we've got Kirkby, 17 to 16. $4, man behind the money, is the favourite, hasn't moved, Tony B. 17 to 15, 4 to 420, Mutamani. We've got our candidate, 61 to 51. Touristic, 460 to 480. McGeehan, 61, $12 into two. We've got $14, this will be the one. Wanga Wonder, 31 to 34. Left Reeling, 950 to 9. Bowery Breeze at $18. I think anything goes here in this race, but $4, man, behind the money. If anything goes in terms of finding the winner and anything goes here mm. in terms of what leads the race. Left reeling maybe punches up from barrier one. I thought McGeehan might find himself in front here and man behind the money. I think they have to be positive to offset that wide draw, Brody. Yeah, this is typical 2,000 metre race. Very, very open, but I think there might be a couple of horses to follow going forward. But Amani's very lightly raced and I've got this Chris Waller train gelding on top. Five, nine, twelve, and seven. I think four dollars twenty is a fair price to take. I'm going to wait right until the last couple of seconds. Keep my powders dry until just before the jump. That win at Warwick Farm, albeit was against fairly average company, did it very easily. Just wobbled around the turn when it did straighten up. Looked to just cruise past the stablemate Centerstone late. Up to two thousand metres, looks to suit. You get Dylan Gibbons one and a half kilo claim from gate number five. Should just talk the speed a couple of hairs back off the fence and be very, very hard to back. Into Ishu. Now, this horse is yet another import for Annabelle Nation. You look back at its last start, it did SP $21 on Australian debut behind Aristonis, who would have been mighty hard to beat here. The stable have opted to split the pair with Aristonis heading down to Caulfield. I think he's in race number two. He'll be mighty hard to beat there. He was eye-catching going back-to-back in Australia. And Into Ishu had absolutely no luck. Former French Galloper, he just got caught in the middle of the pack, didn't get out, got to the outside and hit the line fairly strongly. I think Adam Ironis sticking aboard this horse is a good push as well. Gate number 10, the map's very tricky. Unlike that, for left reeling, who should roll along just in the first couple of pairs, and if it replicates that run behind it, Noah and a deal back to 2,000 metres after running in Phillies and Mayor's listed company, I think she should run a nice race as well. And Touristic, best of the rest, I think it had a... It definitely ran its best race in Australia last campaign. I think it had a bit of its birthday. It was a really good ride by Chad Schofield. And I think this might be slightly tougher with the likes of Mudamani 
certainly a couple of horses on the up. I've taken on Man Behind the Money. The map starting to worry me now with a fair bit of the speed coming out, but I'm quite keen on this young galloper. Five, nine, 12 and 7. Yeah, I'm with Man Behind the Money. Barrier 17 looks a little bit less scary now. Barrier 12, but I think his race is going to be one or lost in the first couple of hundred metres. If he can slide across, sit outside the lead without doing too much work, there is the chance for these leaders to drop anchor in the middle stages, and I think he gets his chance to go one better than last start. That was when he was a little bit unlucky in defeat behind Gravini. He was trapped in behind what was a pretty pedestrian speed, turned into a bit of a, a sprint home at the finish, and I don't necessarily that, think that suited him, especially in the context of him being 19 back to 1,800 metres. So out to 2,000 metres. He's a, an import still with some upside. If you like him, you of course have to make a case for Touristic. There wasn't a lot between them in that clash. We've seen Touristic since. He franked that form line by winning well, so he's on the quick turnaround. Uh, he was a good winner there, just uh, at Rose Hill last Saturday, and he too looks suited getting out to 2,000 metres. I know that Peter and Paul Snowden have a reasonably high opinion of him. Five, Mutamani. Has to take that next step here, but so often you find if you can hitch your wagon to one of these lightly raced improving stayers over the winter, there is every chance that they can build a picket fence and he potentially fits that profile this of course is harder again but I did like the way that he he clicked through his gears there over the mile last time out and he was pretty soft on the line so keen to see him out to 2,000 meters and eight McGeehan again if you're having a trifecta or a first four he could get control out in front and he was only four lengths off man behind the money four weeks ago and didn't have a lot of luck there in the straight so at $61 he might be the big improver and he could give some cheek at, at a big price three seven five and eight Darren Flindell goes with number seven, Touristic on top to beat five, three and nine, seven, five, three, nine in race number six from Darren Flindell. You're listening to the Randwick form preview on Racing HQ. Race number seven is the first leg of the quaddy. It's the Vale Ray Selkrig handicap. Ray laid to rest on Thursday at uh, Randwick and he did a final lap of the Randwick home straight as well and a lovely touch. Uh, the favourite number one here, Insurrection Hurls. They must have backed this early when markets first went up, did they? Yeah, they did. We went up three dollars forty. It's two sixty this morning. Just the one scratching, classy JB zero deduction. Uh, they haven't missed Brutonelle either. It went up four forty. It's three eighty this morning. So good, so cool. Thirteen dollars. Huon's a nineteen dollar chance. Bend the knee eleven. Twelve dollars. Curtis Island, but it's been easy up uh, from seven fifty. It's out from. What a go! Nineteen to twenty one. Back to eighteen. Custodian. 10 to 11, back to 10. Oryx is a $26 chance, and Secret Revolution is at $18. So, top two on the market, numbers one and two, clearly best-backed runners right throughout the trade. Um, yeah, away from that, as I said, a pretty significant drift there uh, for Curtis Island. Uh, either you boys give Watergo a chance first up? Yeah, he was pretty sharp in his trial. Uh, mm. I know that he did need 15.50, or he was winning over 15.50 at the Bank of the Last Campaign, but he did win first up 1,000 metres. Uh, I've got him in the numbers, Hurls, $18, a little bit of sprinkling as a ball. Maybe something there, but you'll be hoping that the leaders overdo it if you're making a case for what it goes, because it looks to be an interesting battle of tactics between the top two in betting. Dylan Gibbons holds the ace there with Brudnell, drawn inside of Insurrection. I do think Insurrection leads. It's just a matter of how much work he has to do to find the front. Brudnell won't be far away. Uh, Oryx will punch up and take a trail from in behind the speed. Then you've got the likes of Curtis Island and Custodian in that next pair there, Brody. One, two, nine and four for me. I think these top two are going to fight out the finish today, but I think keeping on this race going forward, as the boys have already kicked up for Watergoss, I'm going to kick up for a few other runners as well very shortly. But in regards to making money this afternoon, I think Insurrection following that dominant last start win at Randwick. I think Ina Merck hopefully will frank the form lines a couple of races later on as well. And I'm really keen to follow a few horses out of that race. 
Defeated by Omni-Man first up over the 1,000 metres of Warwick Farm, we saw Omni-Man come out and beat the boom horse Passagiata at Rambo Kensington on Wednesday. This horse has speed upon speed. You look back to last preparation, bolted in on the Rambo Kensington track, and I think the most important thing for this horse is finding the rail. I wouldn't be surprised if Brudnell from gate number seven, drawn just inside insurrection, Forces it to do a little bit of work to cross and leave, but I think if Insurrection finds the rail this afternoon, he's going to be very, very hard to back. You look at the form lines behind Parazal, Opal Ridge and Co. This horse is a horse on the up. He's just run into a very sharp other sprint of Brudnell, who I've got in for second. The three-year-olds won five of eight. He can't knock that record as well. And has the winning form lines franked last weekend with Ray White at Broy, producing a mon- monster performance to defeat Jube. Hide you by on the line. Now, Brunel did find the rail on a day you wanted to be on the fence, but that horse built strongly and still kicked back on the fence when Ray Wider Boy looked to have it done on the post. Last preparation, once again, has really nice form lines after bolting in at Canterbury, ran behind the smart Benedetta down at Flemington. As mentioned, I won't be surprised if Dylan Gibbons does kick up the force insurrection to work and Brunel just stalks the speed. In for third custodian. Now, Gelded, they've taken the blinkers off, they've put on the winkers. This horse had a bit of a hidden troll. He didn't get much room under Karen McAvoy late at Canterbury, but when he did get out with about 25 metres to go, Karen still asked him to finish off the work and really work through the line strongly and past the post. I think this horse is going to be really, really strong this campaign. I don't know if today's the day, but maybe 1,200 metres second up. He might be very hard to beat, and Huon. Uh, Richard Letts got his hands on the former Godolphin Galloper. It was a really nice win first up, and he's a horse that's done a lot wrong at Canterbury in the past on those night meetings, but he seemed to do everything a lot better behind the fast pace, and he drops a couple of kilograms as well. One, two, nine, and four, my numbers, but Wadagos, bend the knee, two horses that look to be going sensational, Brad, for further, and I think they're going to be very hard to beat second and third up. Yeah, I had a feeling you'd find a little spot there for Custodian, being uh, Sky's number one <laughs> trial perv. He was just given a very quiet hit out there, wasn't he? In that last 50, 100 metres, uh, he really hit the line. I've got him in the numbers. I've got him third pick as well. I've gone one, two, nine and eight. One, Insurrection. He's the best horse in the race. Uh, his benchmark rating tells you that. Interesting enough, they have clashed in the past, Insurrection and Brudenall. It was under different circumstances. It was down the straight, but Insurrection did beat him home there by three lengths, so pretty comfortably. But as I say, Brudnell has the key there in terms of where he's drawn and just might have to punch up and make Insurrection do a little bit of work. But we saw him overcome a wide gate last uh, Insurrection, same track, same trip, uh, catch me if you can, uh, onwards and upwards for him. The, the key to him is just keeping him to 1,000, 1,100 metres where he can do it at both ends. That's no knock on Brudnell. He's a talented horse in his own right. Five wins from eight career starts, building a terrific record. He added to that win tally there first up beating Wave Rider Boy, nine, Custodian. I agree with everything that Brody said there. Uh, it's an interesting setup for him. Returns a gelding, Winkers first time. Uh, the way they rode him there in the trials suggests that they will just find a little bit of cover. He's always shown glimpses of ability, but yet to put it all together. Maybe this is the campaign he does that, and Watagos. Um, yeah, nice trial. Uh, to me, that says that he's ready to rock and roll today. One, two, nine, and eight. Darren Flindell with the seven on top. Bend the knee first up for the new team. Seven, a race seven horse number six. Bend the knee from two Brudenal, one insurrection and eight water goes. Six, two, one and eight in race number seven. Race number eight is our feature event. It's the Robrick Lodge Winter Stakes Hurls. And this one, we lost a few scratchings this morning. So that would have reshaped the market. And there's some deductions as well. Yeah, deductions are as follows. Polly Gray, two cents for win. Zero Baby Rider, Bridgetine, nine by eight. One cent the win, Catelli, and Blazer Trail. 
two by three. Well, the only last start winner in this race is You Called It, and it's currently a $9 chance this morning. Uh, Tama here is a 9.50 chance. We've got Cisco Bay, 9.50 into 8.50. 12 to 13, Jose. Arcado, 12 to 13. $13 for Long Villiers. Uh, Matthew Flinders, the imports at three trials. Annabelle Nisham, know how well these horses are going for her. It's at a $12 quote, opened up at 15 uh, Brookspire is eight fifty. Good support, King of Hastings, nine dollars into seven dollars, and we went up fifteen dollars for it. Acquitted fifteen to seventeen, thirteen to fourteen for Lady of Luxury, and Barbie's Fox five fifty to six makes it favourite. Went up fifteen dollars for it. So your best supported runners here are numbers fourteen and seventeen. Yeah, this is a tricky map. So I was reading throughout the week that Mark Minivini maybe suggests that Hosier could be ridden with cover. So we will wait for a change of tactics confirmation there. But if, if that is the case, where do you go as far as finding a leader here? I don't know. Maybe that early support suggests that King of Hastings will be positive in the in the early stage. I think Brookspire gets a nice run just in behind the speed. The same can be said for Arkado and Tamir here. So again, a battle of tactics looking at this map, Brody. Yeah, as you mentioned, Brad, this is a really interesting race. I think the market's going to be so important. I think King of Hastings almost has to kick up. If they get caught wide or have to go back to the rear of the field, I think he's going to find his task a bit too much. I'm expecting them to roll forward, and I'm hoping that Temi here can stalk the speed and run its best Australian race so far for Annabelle Nisham. 3, 5, 17 and 8. I'm not going to lie, this race gave me a bit of a headache to do because Tim here, albeit it was unlucky behind you called it, I'm not too sure how well this horse is going. It looked to be going quite well, but you're just yet to see this horse really have too much luck here in Australia. First up at Randwick, last preparation in the list of the race. I think it was Civic Stakes as well. Worked through the line strongly, defended two lengths behind Taxu from sitting just behind the speed. Was slightly unlucky that day before being caught wide throughout a doom and over the mile. But that's one of the toughest mile races to run when you are wide throughout there at Durban. Subsequently had about a year off the scene. First couple of trials were quite sharp. And then its latest trial behind Electric Girl left a little bit to be desired. Subsequent wide started $31 last start in the Civic Stakes. Looked to be going all right. Chopped out at a key stage. Regan Bayless goes aboard. He's riding really well, as is Adam Hieronis. But I think Regan should suit this horse perfectly. And from gate number three, worth a bit of an each-way spec. I think $3.20 the place. One by three is a nice little bet. Cisco Bales, keen on him last start. I think $8.50 is a good price. And the key for this horse is drawing a little bit out. He drew towards the inside last start, was forced to back forced to hunt back up towards the inside. And I think Cisco Bay should run really well once again. We know what he's going to produce, and his best will be in the finish. Barbie's Fox, I found the Victorian slightly tough to line up. I know Nick Birdie's really keen on this galloper in this event, so you certainly do respect Nick's opinion. And when he did speak about that horse, I went back and looked through it, and this horse finding dry ground I think should suit it this afternoon. And speaking to a few Victorians at St. Lawrence, they reckon, is a very good horse on the up. And this horse was very unlucky to narrowly go down behind it by nose by nose. So Barbie's Fox has to be in the numbers, and the money suggests it will run well, with Long Billy as the best of the rest. 3, 5, 17 and 8, a very tricky race to dissect. Yeah, I think $9.50 is okay here for Tamahir. here. 3, 2, 16 and 13. I don't think it requires too much imagination to think that uh, she should have been fighting out the finish in the Civic Stakes first up, just ran into dead ends all the way up the straight. So may have just taken a preparation to acclimatise to the Australian conditions, but you look at her form uh, when over in the US, she's a group two winner over there. So she's always had the class, and I think the cherry on top here is just how well she maps. 2, you called it. 
Uh, reluctant to overlook the obvious. I know he had a lot fall into place there in the Civic Stakes last uh, uh He did win it and won it well enough, albeit in a busy finish. You look at his record over the 1,400 metres. That seems to be right in his sweet spot. Eight from 15 over that journey. 16, a lady of luxury, again coming through the Civic Stakes. And I thought she was the eye-catcher from the tail half of the field. She looks to have returned really well. Uh, reunites with Rachel King today. And 13, Brooks Bly. Just brings that different form line into this. She maps to get the right run. Did miss out on a run in the Tats Tiara, but that speaks to the to the stable's opinion of this mare. 3, 2, 16 and 13. Darren Flindell in race 8, number 3, Tema here on top from 13, 16 and 10. 3, 13, 16 and 10 from Darren in race 8. Moving to race 9, the Bowman's Handicap Benchmark 88. Gee, Iona Merck's been popular hurls. What price is he now? Yeah, well, he's a dollar ninety about half an hour ago. He's just getting back out to the red, uh, out to the black again. Now two dollars opened up at two ten this morning. Uh, deductions here. We've got billion dollar baby four by four zero four Ruthen and Kerr Royale. We've got Conscript as seven to seven fifty back to seven, much much better. Ten to eleven back to ten. Box Fighter seventeen to nineteen back to seventeen. I'd keep an eye on the market there if there's a little bit of uh, uh, sprinkling of money for Fox Fighter closer to race start. We will rock 550 to 6 back to 550. Handle of truth 21 to 23. Estero 21, 151 Valiant Dream. Space Boy 41. Uh, the 9, Snot, is a $31 chance. Ruby Tuesday 34. 210, got to $1.90. Now back to $2. I own American Belarus 13 to 14. Well, we pretty much know the story last start. Should have won. I own American. Jumps clearly, cleanly today. It's going to be hard to beat. Yeah, redemption today, isn't it, for Iona Merck? Looking at the map, he should get his chance. Uh, Touchwood just parking in behind the speed, and it looks to be pretty genuinely run. You've got We Will Rock engaged. You've got Space Boy, albeit Space Boy has been ridden with cover in two runs back this time in, but third up, drawn wide, it might be the time to push the button, and much, much better will slide across to be prominent with Space Boy in the run, Brody. Yeah, very quickly, Brad, do you think Iona Merck takes a sit today? Yep. Absolutely, I do. Yeah, I, yeah, I think there's a few a few horses here that like to really roll along, and he'll just get a lovely trail in behind the speed, I'd suggest. I agree, and I think this is going to suit this horse even better this afternoon, taking a sit. He's got a really nice turn of foot, and we saw, I know it's a bit not race day conditions, but at the trials, when he is saved up for a sit and sprint, he's got such an outstanding turn of foot, and I think it might suit him even better just to be ridden with a bit of cover, save for that one last hit at the leaders late and I think he's going to be all too good for them this afternoon. All these other runners in the race are fairly well exposed and I think Ida Burke should bounce back into the winner's stall. 11-4, 14 and 6, there's not really too much to add. That last start was really, really in-depth reported on with the missing the start. I think he also threw a shoe on the way to the gate so it was a really forgetful day for Ida Burke. You put a line through that run, back up to 1,200 metres, defeated Kaibu as well over the track and trip two runs ago and you expect not many other horses in this race will be doing that we will rock the former kiwis running really well in australia john o'shea has got this gelding going really well went back to the trials when running behind dragonstone is going to be very hard to beat up at doom in this afternoon it was good at listed level behind spacewalk does have to go up to six kilograms from that back up to 1200 meters i think will suit and those devil's throat form lines continue to stand up Belarus, this horse has trialled really well. I think she needs a bit further. The market will tell the story late for her, but I think she needs a little bit easier, a little bit further, second and third up, and a stereo eye-catching late last start. Best of the restaurant towards the inside. Carry the 63 and a half kilograms behind Insurrection. Uh, finished just behind Ina Merck. Then, of course, we know what happened to Ina Merck, but this horse does drop 
about eight and a half kilos off that run. So from the inside gate, can land a bit closer as well. 11, 4, 1 and 3. Yep, same numbers for me, 11, 4, 1, 3. Everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong with Iona Merck. Don't drop off yet, unfortunately, though. We're not getting much of a price for him to bounce back, but I think he will. Four, we will rock. I think he's the clear danger in the race. Just wasn't suited 1,200 metres back to 1,100 metres last start. That told at the finish. A little freshen up since then. I like the way that he trialled just to bridge the four weeks between runs. One, conscript. You've got to be forgiving of what he did there last start. He's typically such a genuine horse. Never really got the chance to build into the race at the right time. If you're being super critical, maybe he could have hit the line a little bit better once he saw daylight. But eight wins from 20 starts pretty much tells you everything you need to know about him. And three, fox fighter. If the leaders happen to get at each other, and it does set up for a closer, uh, on his day, he has a wicked turn of foot and hasn't had a lot go right in his two most recent starts. So 11-4, 1-3. Darren Flindell tipping against the favourite. He's made number four in race nine. We will rock a special race nine, number four, a special from Darren Flindell to beat 2-11-1. That takes us to race number 10, Hurls. The ATC members, Leanne Sanzari, handicap, 1,100 metres for the Phillies and Mares. They've got a pretty good trim up for the favourite here, Kerr Royale. Uh, Star Spirit, 3x3, three three, Zero Kahawati, uh, twice a special 4x5, Invincible Kiss, two cents the win. Kerr Royale, <coughs> excuse me, 650 into 440, makes it favourite. Forzani, 11 to 10, back to 11. Ambalagio, Miss, 23. $9 Authentic Jewel. Diamond Dealer, 8 to 9. 11 to 12, back to $10, 10 bells. Lady Brooks, 14 to 15. Sunborn, 750, went up $11 earlier in the week. $11 Miss J Fox. Acapella Sun, 12 to 14. And Petron, 7 to 650. Obviously, blokes got 10 bells around the mark here. Good first up stats. Yeah, I couldn't find a spot for her, but she's pretty genuine. Uh, she managed mm. to get the right sort of run here. Uh, Miss J Fox could potentially lead. Petulant potentially leads. Diamond Dealer comes across uh, to be prominent. I think Kerr Royale, they will look for a little bit of cover, but it does look to be a, a fast run race here with a few of the key chances are drawn wide, Brody. Yeah, Kerr Royale, I couldn't believe the price this morning when they still hovered at $6.50, now $4.40. I still think that's a great price to take. I think she's more of a $3, $3.50 chance, and I think she's going to be too strong in the last. You look back to last preparation, her only run over 1,100 metres. She defeated Forzanini with the 59 kilograms, stalled the speed that day, and she's done a lot wrong in her career. You hear Chris Waller and Charlie Duckworth speak about her. She's got her own quirks, but I think they're starting to iron them out. She's had the 11 starts. She's a four-year-old. She's still on the way up. Her trials this campaign were sensational, and a form last preparation should be too strong for these. She's got a $4.30 starting price against Sunshine in Paris. Now, that was on Christmas Eve last year, and she ran quite well, albeit I don't think she was suited that day sitting on speed. She had to absorb a bit of pressure as Sunshine in Paris came from behind. I think Sunshine in Paris was carrying about 50 kilos that day, but Kerr Royale, I think she's in for her best campaign. And when you're lining up her form against the likes of Petulant, who was a good win last start, albeit should have, be, should have been beaten by Libero. She's got genuine midweek form as well. So Kerr Royale looks the one horse in this race who can continue to improve, is on the way up, and I think $4.40 is still a spoil. Star Spirit, for mine, was the only danger in the race, and it was a bit of a um, bittersweet in regards to Star Spirit. I've got a filly going around at Doom in the afternoon, and she pops up in that race. So I wasn't too keen to see Star Spirit head up to Queensland or run in Sydney against Kerr Royale. Best of the rest is the two for Zanini. Kicked up for this horse in listed company last start behind Spacewalk. She ran well, 
has to carry 16.5 kilograms this afternoon. A little bit of a tricky map, so it might be caught a little bit wide, but she's going really well. The eight, Lady Brooke, I've put in my numbers. I think she'll be running hard from the back of the field. Good run behind Insurrection last start. I'm hoping those four lines continue to be framed throughout the afternoon. And the 13 is best, the rest petulant. But I think this is a big step up in grade and we're not getting a price. One, two, eight and 13. Kerr Royale is a special to close off the card. One, two, five, thirteen. Kerr Royale, been a bit of a project horse for Chris Waller. Just needs to settle in the early stages. But despite that, she's still won four of her 11 career starts. But I still think there's more to come from her. Two, four, Zanini, going with the class runners up the top. Uh, wasn't beaten that far in a listed race. The June Stakes uh, by Spacewalk last start. So that reads well for this, coming back to her own sex. Five, Diamond Dealer. Well, that to be positive to offset the gate. But she was charging through the grades last time in. And I like the way that she hunted the line in her trial back. And 13, Petulant. A win there, an overdue win, uh, came last start, and that did coincide with the shades going on for the first time. So 1, 2, 5, and 13 to bring us home. All right, and Darren Flindell in the last is going with Kerr Royale. Uh, race 10, number 1, to beat 2, 9, and 13. That just takes us to our best bets or best value. Uh, firstly to you, Brody. what did you come up with? Best bet of the day, race one, horse number two, Sigarflick in the Ingham Silks. I think she should be winning the first this afternoon. Sits outside the leader and stamps her spring credentials. And best value, Kerr Royale in the last of the top eight. Hopefully a good day for Chris Waller. Thanks again for your help, Brody. Over to you, Brad Gray. Best in value? Yeah, two best bets for me. Race one, number two, Cigar Flick. Next best, race two, number five, West of Africa. So I'll embrace my inner hurls now and fang it to Randwick and hopefully make it on time for the preview. We'll see you on Sky <laughs> Thoroughbred Central a little later on. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, guys. Hurls, you'll join us shortly for the uh, Caulfield form preview. We'll chat in a few moments' time. That's been the form preview for uh, Randwick.